Live from Tel Aviv, two nice Jewish boys. This podcast is made in cooperation with the Jewish Journal, www.jewishjournal.com. Soda water or still water? The big question. Here in Israel, we love our soda water. Maybe we relate to the pressure that builds up from those little bubbles of carbonation, or maybe we just like the fizz. Whatever the reason, in most Israeli homes, you'll find a carbonation device called SodaStream. Until 2015, this Israeli company held its main manufacturing branch in the settlement of Ma'ale Adumim. This, to say the least, bothered some people. You see, Ma'ale Adumim lies across the Green Line in the West Bank and is considered by most of the international community to be an illegal settlement. Starting in 2010, a series of organizations and courts, including the European Union's highest court, came to decisions and rulings that put pressure on SodaStream for residing in the West Bank. It was easy to trace the source of this pressure. Better known for its initialization, BDS, the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions Movement, sprung up in 2005 and set as its goal to end Israel's violation of international law for the sake of the Palestinian people. Since then, it has swept across platforms from university campuses to international courts. In 2015, SodaStream announced that it would be shutting down its plant in the West Bank and laying off 500 Palestinian workers, a movement that claimed to be protecting the rights and privileges of the Palestinians was suddenly forced to reconcile with the fact that they had just cost 500 of these people their jobs. Basim Eid was born in Jerusalem, and today he's a Palestinian citizen of Israel. Basim is an ardent Palestinian human rights activist, and he joins us today to talk about BDS and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Two Nice Jewish Boys is produced by us on our free time. If you feel like helping us out and donating, go to 2NJB.com donate. Any donation is much appreciated. Hi, Basim. Thank Hi. you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. How are you? Very good. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, this movement BDS and what uh, and and if you th- what what side you 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 are on? I guess what, whether you think they are fighting for the rights of the Palestinians or maybe they have a separate agenda. Maybe they have something else in mind. I think that the BDS is causing more damage to the Palestinians uh-huh. rather than defending the rights of the Palestinians. How so? Since uh, you know, since the BDS created, I remember, you know, there was a big uh, UN conference in Durban in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It was something like in 2002. And since that time, the BDS came out, uh, created by the UN, the international community, and some other Palestinian civil society. Mm-hmm. But uh, much more the BDS in the late, uh, let's say, uh, 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 2007, 8, uh, they start, you know, their uh, much more public activities mm-hmm. uh, uh, against Israel and mainly in the campuses in the United States and in Europe. And uh, unfortunately, the BDS contains among his members a lot of gangsters and thugs. Like who? Uh, these people, you know, used to come to different lectures around mm-hmm. the campuses in the U.S. and in the in Europe, in terms to disturb the lecturer rather than to ask questions. Uh. It's happened to me, you know, in South Africa many times. It's happened to me in the United States many times, and uh, unfortunately, these people don't believe in what we call. A freedom of speech. 
and these people uh, are trying, you know, to shut down uh-huh. the voices of Palestinians who are really against uh, uh, their activities or against their goals or against their principles. They would interrupt your lectures. Yes, you yourself many times. are a Palestinian activist. Yeah, apparently. exactly. I am. I, I, you know, I have much more, much more rights. To speak on behalf of the Palestinians rather than the BDS, mm-hmm. because I, who are these people usually? You know, you know, n- not necessarily that they are Arabs or they are Palestinians. There is a lot of Christian people among them, a lot of Latin Americans people, a lot of Asians people. Uh, that uh, sometimes, you know, I'm wondering uh, what these people are really talking about. <laughs> what, what these people really want from us as a Palestinians. Have these people ever visited Israel and, uh, and, uh, and uh, let's say, uh, uh, saw how the daily life is going on between the Israelis and the Palestinians? I think that these people main aim and goal is how to spread more lights uh, towards Israel. Why do you think that that's their goal? Why? I mean, why would an organization set as its goal to See, spread lights? See, I think that they have their own political, let's say, interests. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I used to say it all the time, <coughs> that the BDS main goal is to destroy Israel rather than to boycott Israel. Mm. I think that they are using the sanctions and the boycott as a temporary issue. Uh-huh. But there is much more big things behind that. Okay. I don't think that this is considered as a human rights organization. Because while you are kicking people from their jobs, this yeah. is exactly against the human rights. This is a human rights violation yeah. rather but than it is a right. What, what would you say to people who, who, many people when that happened, first of all, SodaStream denied that it had anything to do with uh, the BDS. But what would you say to people who say, you know, that's a price that we have to pay, which I think was the BDS's reaction. They said, that's a price we have to pay to end the occupation. No, I think that they are saying something which is much more worse than that. Uh, I remember in South Africa, when uh, when a journalist attended one of my lectures, mm-hmm. and he saw how I became against the BDS policy. Mm-hmm. So when he read the article, he 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 decided to contact one of the BDS members in South Africa to get his reaction on what I said. What is the BDS member said? He said, while Palestinians are losing their jobs as a result of our activities, Palestinians should have to understand one thing, that it is a short-term suffer, but a long-term benefit. You know, I remember in the, <coughs> in the beginning of the 50s, mm-hmm. when the Palestinians left their houses and they went to the Arab countries, the leaders of the Arab countries... You're talking independence in, war. Exactly, war of, the yes. 40, 48, 48 war. Yeah. I am talking, you know, the Arab leaders in that time, when they opened the doors of their countries for the Palestinian refugees, they used to tell them it is a short-term suffer, but a long-term benefit. And look, since the beginning of the 50s until today. Yeah. So where is the short suffer here? Where is the long, when the long benefit will come? 
And that's exactly what is the BDS, by the way, trying to use. I see. I see. And But you yourself are a Palestinian activist. Because from the way you're speaking right now, many people listening might say, this doesn't sound like what I would think of as a Palestinian activist. Yeah. But you yourself are a Palestinian activist. You started um, in B'Tselem. Yes. B'Tselem is an organization uh, that uh, basically... Overwatches Israeli Israel's uh, um, um, behavior in, in the, the territories, in the territories specifically in the, the military. Exactly, yeah, the military. monitoring, yes. documenting, and then publishing. publishing. Yes, the whole um, El Orazaya incident That's a year right. and a half ago. It's yeah. a soldier who executed um, a terrorist who just attacked someone, but then was neutralized. Yeah. He was laying on the ground, and then a soldier yeah. just executed yeah. him. This was uh, brought to the attention of the world because B'Tselem do- documented it and released it. And published it. So you, right. you started in B'Tselem. And right. um, can you tell us a little bit about your work there? Yeah, I, I started my human rights career with, uh, with B'Tselem since uh, probably the first three months of the first Intifada. Mm-hmm. Uh, when B'Tselem created in March, in March 88. And uh, I, I used to be, you know, the main field worker over there. Mm-hmm. I used, you know, to go to the, to the old West Bank areas, to all of Gaza, by the way, to document and to, to bring, you know, kind of testimonies uh-huh. uh, on, the, on the Israeli army violations. And uh, these testimonies used, you know, to be, uh, to be filed in B'Tselem and... Uh, Uh, that time there was in B'Tselem also some writers of reports. So it depends, you know, when the violation became, uh, let's say, a, 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 a common violation as an example and a lot of testimonies we succeed to bring, then B'Tselem decide to publish a specific report on a, such a specific violation. Mm-hmm. And B'Tselem used to have, you know, his own newsletter Every two months, six uh, different newsletters during the year. Mm-hmm. And this it was actually a letter uh, yeah, back then. It is, it is. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, I guess in 88, you didn't have emails. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, it was printed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and distributed, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> By pigeon. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and this is exactly what uh, I used to do, you know, till I... Uh, Because you come from a journalistic uh, That's right, background. that's right, that's right. So... I want to, because many, I think many people listening and many, uh, many, not many people listening actually, but many Israelis would uh, hear uh, these two organizations, BDS and B'Tselem, and in their mind, they would say that's the same, same stuff. Do you do you see a differentiation, and what is the different? What what is no? I I the think I, I see. Of course, that uh, you know, you know. I think unfortunately, looks like to me. that B'Tselem almost changed its policy. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? I remember when I used to work with B'Tselem, we used to raise more and more awareness among the Israeli society mm. towards the violations committed by the Israeli army against Palestinians. Was there some specific uh, incident that you remember that... Yeah, I remember that we used, we used to go to the Knesset, as an example, to brief Knesset members. Uh-huh. We used to, to have, you know, a kind of a campaign desks uh-huh. on the streets in Jerusalem. 
uh, you know, distributing uh, to, the, to the ordinary pamphlets. people, pamphlets, and to explain to them what does it mean, B'Tselem, uh, to take journalists, Israeli journalists, by the way, <coughs> to all of the West Bank and the Gaza Strip to report mm-hmm. on the Israeli violations. These days, I think that B'Tselem lost this important, uh, uh, let's say, basic, And unfortunately, B'Tselem today much more trying to focus on the international community mm. rather than on the Israeli society. But it proves itself useful, isn't it? I mean, they, they manage to, to impact and to, to, to affect policies here in Israel by using pressure from the outside. But in the meantime, they lost their own main goal which is the Israeli society. And this is why the Israeli media right now is not interesting anymore to report about B'Tselem activities or about B'Tselem reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israeli uh, uh, people, more and more Israeli people don't want to hear even a word about B'Tselem. So I think that B'Tselem lost uh, that important uh, uh, basic, let's say, that they use to defend it in the past. So for That's you today, yeah. the BDS and B'Tselem are on par. On par. Uh, I, if you will ask me, I will say that B'Tselem probably much more professional mm-hmm. rather than the BDS. As mm-hmm. I said, that uh, among the members of the BDS, there are also gangsters and thugs. And amateurs. Yeah. Yes, that these people just, you know, their main aim is how to disturb is such speaker and to 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 send him away and uh, i don't think that this is exactly the same policy of betselem but of course that i can say that the the only probably a common a, a thing between betselem and the 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 bds is how to a, a criticize israel among the international community. It's interesting that you say that because most people would say the problem with B'Tselem going overseas and talking, you know, on the international stage is that they're betraying, you know? You can't go... And then a lot of people counter that with saying, you know, it doesn't... I mean, it, you should put the truth out there wherever you can, you know? You could... If you can only go uh, internationally and talk about what Israel does, then do that. But it's interesting. I, I think that the distinction that you're making, because you're saying it's not about... going and preaching the truth to the international community. It's about educating. And if your cause is to improve society here in Israel, you need to educate the Israeli people. You don't need to is- educate the international community. I, I believe that the Israeli society is much more important than any other society <laughs> around the world. Because the conflict is between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Mm-hmm. And the conflict should have to be solved between the Israelis and the Palestinians without any intervention from any other part around the world. Mm-hmm. I think that the international community right now almost failed to find any kind of solution between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I used to say that the only one who is interested in keeping on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is the international community. Because what the international community did since the Oslo Agreement until today, in my opinion, just nothing. Mm-hmm. So to focus on the Israelis and to focus on the Palestinians, that's at least 
will give a little bit of hope maybe in the coming 30 or 40 or even 50 years. Mm-hmm. Do you, I, I'm interested, from your time working in B'Tselem, do you recall a specific incident that you saw in the field that kind of shook you, kind of stood out to you in Gaza or in the West Bank? Some violation by the, the soldiers? See, I, I was, you know, uh, a, a, I was very careful, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you are coming to people and asking them what happened, people try to exaggerate. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very careful. And I remember in some incidents, while I argue with Palestinians, then Palestinians look to me and they ask me, are you really Palestinian? Yeah, I am a Palestinian. He is, is my ID. Yeah? My name is Basim Eid. My father is Muhammad. And I'm living in East Jerusalem. And... Unfortunately, there are some incidents that I couldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't buy it at all. And I used to argue. Mm-hmm. Then I said, you know, let me come probably next week. Looks like that you are angry a little bit. Looks like that you are tired a little bit. Let us keep the testimony side mm-hmm. and let me meet you next week. Probably you will remember much, much better information. That's very journalistic of you. Yes, I think <laughs> I think I think you know it it was it was something unbelievable that we used to send a lot of letters to the IDF on on those violations. You know that the IDF sometimes was very shocked mm-hmm. how Basem Eid is bringing the old details which means if a Palestinian thrown a Molotov I wrote it that he thrown a Molotov. I never tried to hide it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes I, I used to say to myself, I would never justify killing in any kind of case, under any kind of circumstances. But what's happened should have to be told. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember that ever once that the IDF sent a letter by saying that this is this testimony is wrong, or this testimony is uh, a, 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 a too much, uh, you know, yeah, a, a, too exaggerated, ex- exaggerated, or something like that at all. So, Never ever happened in seven and a half years of my work in Batsalim. So I wanna, I, I wanna uh, press the the question because I'm wondering if there was a violation that you do remember that maybe there was a couple of accounts and it was corroborated, and and. Uh, that where the IDF committed a violation that was that seemed to you, you know, that they did something wrong, that they uh, that they that the civil rights of the Palestinians were were uh, violated. Uh, see, I I remember I remember an incident happened in Al Shati refugee camp in Gaza. Okay. The army get into a house there. Mm-hmm. They search the house. Looks like that they are looking for somebody that they arrested. But besides searching the house and arresting the wanted person, what else you want? What the army did, the owner of the house have a tailor machine. Mm-hmm. You couldn't believe that they opened the machine, the, 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 the soldiers, 
and they brought flour from the kitchen and they put the flour on the machine. Just to destroy it. Yes. And some other, you know, things that I, I couldn't believe it. It's mm-hmm. the small things. It, it's small. It's very small. But it's the small but things it's that hurting, make... hurting a lot. Yes. It's hurting a lot. Yes. It's so, symbolic. Yeah. So I, I wasn't, you know, I couldn't stand and to see all of mm-hmm. these things. Uh, then I contacted an Israeli journalist and they said, would you like to go with me to Gaza? And I, I don't remember the journalist, but I took him there and he was completely shocked. Mm. But after the article was published, I think that the soldiers were punished and their commander were punished by the Ministry of yes. Defense. Actually, a uh, similar incident just occurred with the right. soldier <coughs> who stole a few vegetables. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, it's yeah. the most... The sm- you, you, know. you heard about this incident? B'Tselem caught on camera a soldier just stealing a couple of apples from a mm-hmm. vendor in, in the territories. And it, and it caused a huge uh, mess. Of, yes, yeah. because what what the fuck? <laughs> you know? But I, I mean, that's it's funny because these are small. I mean, it's not funny, but, but they're small incidents that you never encountered something like the Elozaria. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking, you know, much more, much more on small. You know, the situation during the the 90s is completely different unfortunately than these days mm-hmm. these days there is more violence more animosity the, these days there is more hatred mm-hmm. these days there is much more incitement mm-hmm. you know the days of of the beginning of the 90s i can consider it as paradise if i want to compare it with these days Uh, you could go into Gaza and go shop in the in the marketplace exactly. there. Exactly. You know there was there was reports yeah that I remember uh, when a lot of Israelis called me and they want to donate money yeah for a, such a specific incident as an example. A lot of Israelis. So listen, I think that uh, that all of us are human being here. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of us are going to be more and more humanity towards the others. And uh, I didn't make here any kind of difference between Israelis and Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Human rights is human rights. Humanity is humanity. And I think that th- there is a good uh, a humane among the Palestinians as there is a lot of a good humane among the Israelis. So, Bassem, in which point you say to yourself, you realize that the BDS is harmful for your people and what makes you stand out and say, I have to do something about it? You know, I am a person who believes in an economic prosperity. So, when I am calling for economic prosperity, Uh, and faced is such kind of organization like the BDS who want us to lose our jobs. I think that that makes me uh, not only sad, but even much more angry. But you knew people who got hurt from the BDS? Like, of course, of course, my people. Of course, my people who get hurt from the BDS. You knew? I met the people who, 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 was, who were kicked out from the soda stream. I met with them in person. You know what makes me sad more? 
that when I came to a Palestinian worker who lost his job in Soda Stream, and they asked him, do you know who is standing behind losing your job? He said, no. I said, BDS. He said, oh my God, show me the BDS. I want to kill him. Looks like that the majority of the Palestinians still has no idea what is the meaning of the BDS. Mm -hmm. On the other side, I want the BDS to tell me one thing. Whom authorized the BDS to speak on behalf of the Palestinians? Mm -hmm. Now, while we are calling for economic prosperity and you are calling for boycott, I think that that's really a disaster. Leave us, let us deal with our situation. We are the one who can solve our problem with the Israelis, not you are. Mm. So, but are. when do you decide to do something about it? No, I think I think that uh, probably something like five years ago, when I start, you know, feeling uh, that the BDS almost succeed in their activities uh, to close some or to move some Israeli factories from the West Bank. What other what other factories other than SodaStream uh, were there uh, other instances? See, there was I know I know as an example a, a factory in Alkana settlement who used to make bagel. Uh-huh. Three years ago the owner decided to move the factory, not because the BDS, but looks like that he was a little bit worried that maybe later I, I probably will be forced to move. Let me do it in my comfortable time. Uh-huh. So he closed his uh, bagel factory in Alkana and he moved to the north of Israel, to the north of Israel. What are the consequences? 150 Palestinians lost their jobs. Now, when I talk just a few months ago, that happened, you know, three years ago. A few months ago, I talked with the owner of the bagel. And he said, Basim, you couldn't believe. My workers is still calling me looking for a job in Nablus. Three years after. Three years after. I said, yes, I believe it. Then he asked me, do you know why? I said, yes, I know why. Because you used to pay them 6,000 shekels a month. And what they suggested to them in Nablus is 1,400. Hmm. That's amazing. So what do you do then to fight BDS? See, I think that I am putting all of my efforts here. I am traveling to the U.S., by the way, between six to eight times a year with a huge schedule. I was all over more more than 1,200 different universities around the U.S. You couldn't believe. More. 1,200. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. And still, and still. And I couldn't is, stay in one university. This, this is, <laughs> you know, once I stay in the United States for two months, two months, and every, every day, day like I a have Bruce an Springsteen event. concert. Yes, only... yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. So I think that wow. I am using all of my efforts. I am writing a lot, by the way, against them and publishing it around the world. I am meeting parliamentarians around the world. Listen, lobbying at, at the end of this month. I yes. invited to the German uh, parliament, Bundestag. I will be there. They really? want to listen to me. They want to know what is my message. As parliamentarians, I think that this is very important. It is very important.
you know i'm trying you know to impose a, as as much as i can restrictions on the bds in terms to stop them from hurting my people so when you go to the campuses describe the the problematic situations you face and maybe some good arguments that you are having trouble dealing with you know the problem with these people that they never ever accept any kind of debate with you because you you came from the facts on the ground i came from the facts on the ground they are not they have no idea what is really going on so sometimes you have a kind of a welcoming demonstration by these people you know with signs boycott israel with the palestinian flag shouting sometimes they are entering by force to the to the to the to the class where you are lecturing and start you know making noise we have questions we have questions wait listen to me first <laughs> how it could be that you entered and you have question how it could be wait give me the chance fair first of all to deliver my message and then you can no 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 obama obama has been stopped once and people ask him questions and he answered i said i'm not obama i am not obama go to obama <laughs> why you are here so this is exactly but you know i'm i'm have i'm you... feeling sometimes that i am very strong person and these people will never ever be able to stop me okay but besides those extremists who burst into the lectures yeah, you yeah. must face some pro bds uh softer pro bds who sit in the audience and then ask you some hard questions i don't think that they have hard questions i don't think that these people has an idea what is going on while you are in a lack of information how you can but after they stuff? listen to your lecture <clears throat> i didn't face such kind of things I remember that people you know sometimes coming and in the middle of the lecture they went out when I reach you know the issue of the BDS then they don't want to hear the truth is to exactly how I am going to criticize them yeah so I didn't get you know such kind of hard questions at all and uh, even if they have hard questions I also have a very hard answers but then how do you explain the fact that you many intelligent bright um young people and some and also palestinians yeah. or arabs or muslims yeah support the bds how could it be if it's so wrong that so many <laughs> people who are not stupid support it i think that i am looking to the bds today as a kind of a huge laundry for minds It is a laundry what does it mean means that these people are bringing is such intelligent by the way there is a lot of intelligent American students on campuses and I'm feeling so sorry how the BDS succeed to hunt these people and spreading for them the old lies that they are speed sometimes I used to say you that he probably these intelligent students has been hunted by the BDS because there is no alternative information tool media today is not an information source unfortunately especially when we are coming towards the Israeli Palestinian conflict 
So what else? Only is such kind of organizations like the BDS. They can learn from them what is going really on in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So it is the lack of sources of information is one of the reasons how the BDS succeed to bring such intelligent students under their own umbrella. So we're in a sort of information war. We need to fight to the, uh, you know, bring the, the truth out so that people you know, give other sources for information. How do, how do you... This is what I used to recommend you know, to different Israeli organizations in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That you must have to make 12 tours a year. Means every month to bring at least 10 intelligent students from different universities for a week to come to Israel and to see in their eyes what is really going on. I know like Taglit, but know, for BDS. I know, <laughs> I, know, I know that there are a lot of uh, groups, by the way, who are coming you know, from, uh, from uh, different universities, even from South Africa, mm-hmm. that they are coming you know, for a week. But or two different days. guides can show two different pictures to such groups. Uh, I, I am not quite sure. I am not quite no. sure. I think we, people, I think I saw people that when they came here, immediately they changed their mind. Mm-hmm. And they said, I am going back to fight against the BDS while he used to be a member of the BDS. But, Basim, do you, I'm, you know, your your point of view uh, confuses me a little bit because do you consider yourself, are you a pro-Israeli? Are you pro-Zionism? Are you, how do your brothers and sisters in the territories treat you? Because, yes, I get the economic um, approach. Yeah, yeah. But with it, there are consequences because the the economic approach, those uh, those uh, plants and factories, they come because of Zionism, because of the Zionist movement, in a sense. So you know, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. everything is like a, a first, mess. First of all, I consider myself as a completely pro-Palestinian who is care about his people. Okay. As you know, I spent 26 years, you know, defending the rights of the Palestinians under the Israelis and under the Palestinian Authority. I am very aware about what people are complaining from. I am living in the territories. I am in touch with people every day. You live in East Jerusalem, one of the most neglected. But since 12 years ago, yes. I am living in Jericho, by the way. Ah, okay. I am living in Jericho, which is completely under the jurisdiction of the Palestinian Authority. Okay. I am traveling every day to the West Bank. Every day, I have a lot of groups that I am taking them to the West Bank (coughs) in Ramallah, going around, showing them whatever they want to see in Ramallah. I think that the economic issue is one of the most important issues right now for the Palestinians. I am a person who believes that if Israel will improve the economic prosperity, that probably will decrease the Palestinian violence. violence. I, I am a person who believes in that, and this is what why I am fighting for more and more economic prosperity. But have you been blamed 
by your brothers and sisters sí. of being pro-Israel, pro-Zionism, and I'm, uh, I'm taking it to the extreme. Have you been called a traitor? I by I uh, probably friends. in some articles, probably in some articles, not by friends, of course not. I, but some in some articles that journalists who listen to me on the campuses, yeah, they, no, but they, in the streets put, of no, no, Bethlehem no, no. or see, but but I'm going to Bethlehem. Yeah. I have friends in Bethlehem, so I don't have any kind so of. So no one ever approached all, you and told you all, look at all not at all not. I have my Facebook every day. I am putting, you know, a new posts over there. And you don't get messages? At all not. At all not. I am feeling so safe because I believe that the majority of the Palestinians believe in what I said, but they couldn't stand up and saying the same Why? things. Because it's a kind of fear. You know, I'm a person who, who, who fight a lot. And I'm a person who at least has a kind of impunity. I get, you know, a lot of uh, uh, international awards around the world. I am a media man. I appeared in the most important documentaries around the world. And I think from that I have a kind of impunity, which is not every Palestinian. So what would happen? Uh, you, mean, you mean to say that other Palestinians who might um, say what you're saying? They will be in jail. They will be in jail. Of course, of course. And beside that, don't forget that in 1996, I was arrested by Arafat. Oh, were you? But I was so lucky that I kept in jail only for 25 hours. You What know why? Your, why? Because the only one who succeeded to involved in my release was the former U.S. Secretary Warren Christopher under Bill Clinton administration. And that gave me even more impunity. What, did you, what were you arrested for? No, 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 no. I have no reason. Ah, just... I, I, was, I just kept, you know, in, in an office for the presidential security force. You couldn't believe that in the morning they asked me what you, what, which breakfast you like. At lunchtime they asked me what about to bring you some kebab or some <laughs> shishlik, yeah? It was wonderful. And I was released on the midnight. Sounds like I Sounds would get arrested like every day. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I said, listen, if I am arrested, you must have to put me in jail. Then he said, no, if we will put you in jail, when you were released, you will make a big report on the jail. <laughs> <laughs> you had them scared. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying basically that the Palestinian Authority... Does not recognize, we're, we're just about done. It does not recognize your approach. See, in my opinion, one of the guys who is working with Abbas in the Mukata, one day he met with me and he said, Basim, listen, sometimes President Abbas using your name. I said, what? How he's using my name? He said when some ministers, especially the Europeans, talking about democracy and human rights, then Abbas said, look to Basimid. He's living in Jericho. He's criticizing us around the clock. And nobody touch him. So this is not freedom of speech. This is not democracy. It's very this convenient is, it is very for convenient. them to exactly. have you. So, exactly. But do you, you, do you disagree with that fundamentally? Or, or do you, I mean, he's got a good point. 
No, 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 no. I think that it's he's trying to using me. I I Mm. don't believe in that. I don't think that there is freedom of speech. I don't think that the the Palestinian Authority respecting human rights. I know about hundreds of Palestinian prisoners right now in the Palestinian jails, yeah, Mm -hmm. in the West Bank, which almost beaten and tortured. I Mm -hmm. know that very well. But you know, this is the 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 political, let's say, climate that how Abbas can market himself. To the international community. What would you consider a success in your struggle? What's your goal? Uh, first of all, listen, I think that uh, when it comes towards the human rights issue, I think that it was a very successful mission. Uh, and uh, when it came uh, today, uh, I think that it is also very successful when the BDS at least knows that there is another strong Palestinian on the other side who is going to fight us rather than to fight the Israelis. I think that this is very important. Amazing. Uh, So before we go, uh, we have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Yep. The Jewish Journal of Los Angeles is a news source for Jewish news and news in general uh, in uh, in Los Angeles. Um, they have great articles. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. And Basim, you have um, uh, Facebook, right? Yes, I have Facebook. I have website. You have a website, which is? Which is basimeid.com. Basim is B-A-S-S-E-M-E-I-D.com. And um, guys, we are doing this on our free time, Um, so we decided to put a donation link up on the website, so if you guys want to throw us some cash, we will not object. It's uh, 2njb.com slash donate. Basim, good luck. Thank you so much for what you're doing. It's a pleasure. It's it's inspiring. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you you. for joining us.